from Los Angeles, California. This is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. Looking for an emotional connection outside a romantic relationship might mean game over for some people, or it could just be a game that some people play. So in part two of this episode, we're going to keep talking about the Ashley Madison hack, what it says about technology's power to prevent and distract from real intimacy. These days, with the fantasy of an affair being just a click away, I mean, how do we stay focused on our partners? How does anyone trust their partners, especially if they've been hurt before? So maybe it all comes down to Shakespeare's Sonnet 116. I don't know. You're going to have to stay along for the ride to find out. Vamanos. Again, going to Secrets and Lies and back at that podcast. But, you know, I think cyberspace has made it such a 3D uh, forum that you got to be really strong and confident on who you're with. And, and you know, that you have to have tra- trust and faith in the relationship. And then, you know what? Sometimes bad things happen. And if you want to work it through, work it through. And if you can't, then what is your wonderful statement? Bye, Bye Felicia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I just hear the music kind of playing behind <laughs> me. I just know I'm going to get... So what are some of the effects on a relationship or the psychological issues that can come up for somebody uh, when an affair is revealed? A physical or a emotional? Yeah, either. I'm open. I'm open. Whatever. You guys hit it. Whatever. Meaning effects of the person who did, had the affair or the, the person who found out that their partner had the affair? Either. To either, I think both. I think both sides. I think yeah. it's, we have to be careful of vilifying oh, I, the people. Thank you. Yes. That, yeah. I'm not saying that you're trying yeah. to do that at all, but I, I think oh, it's really important. Me? Am I doing it? No, no. I don't think either of you are. <laughs> I think that um, I think it can be incredibly um, hurtful, and it can um, bring up a lot of abandonment, trust issues. But I agree with Wendy that. Um, and, and this is where I'm sure a lot of viewers are going to get upset because I'm going to go there and say this, that sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to vilify the person either because sometimes that, you know, it takes two people in a relationship, right? And so you have to own your own stuff. What is it about um, this relationship and, and and my actions that has had, that, that we've come to this? And I'm not, I'm not at all saying that it's okay right. that a person does that. But I think that sometimes missing red flags, red flags. right? Did you, did you see red flags and you missed it? Did you not have the discussion about this before, right? Like, did you did were the signs there before you even married that yeah, person? Yeah, did you know or some did stuff Did you before? think that suddenly you were yeah. going to get married and the, all, all of their sowing their oats was going to yeah. be done? Or is, is it okay if a little honey is buzzing around your man? I think not. <laughs> and I will be asking you about that. No, but <laughs> however, but, there are some partners who like. Yeah. Uh, there's a wonderful. Uh, piece from ages ago by, and I, I forgive me if I get her name wrong, but I believe it's Camille Paglia, and uh, she wrote about unmonogamy, and I won't go into the whole detail of the, of the piece, but basically it comes down to that there was something to her 
that after kind of getting past her own personal ideas about being being in an unmonogamous relationship, but there was also something very validating to her to see somebody not necessarily sexually active with her partner, but who was into her partner because it confirms her good taste. It's like, yeah, You're proud. That's, that's my that's my lady, right? Because Camille's a lesbian, but it's you know, it's like that. That's my person. That's the person mm. I love. And like, yeah, I've got great taste, and yeah, she's awesome, and she's mine. And I'm not saying about the casual person who's just hanging out. I mean. To the end of the spectrum, they're texting, they're hanging out, they're going to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're going to them as opposed to their primary partner. And Mm. it's, you know, they're on the phone hours at a time, they're on email all the time, and it's a messaging, and then each other's Facebooks. And, you know, there's no boundary except, you know, and it can also be blatantly done right in front of your mate. And then that's where I think Candace is talking about the red flag. Don't we, as significant others, have a responsibility to just say, something is going on and it's making me feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, if your partner wants to continue that behavior, I think that's very important to be aware of. Red flag. There can also be instances, though, where people are choosing to ignore it as well, mm-hmm. sort of because they themselves are like, I don't have time to, like, I don't even want to deal with that because I got to deal with the kids and I got to deal mm-hmm. with my own job and I got to deal with the house. And well, I gotta then deal we're going to have a problem things. if he has, if he's too busy to deal with it. Well, but I'm just making that as a, uh, pointing that out as a situation where, uh, I think it was Esther Perel said, Victim of victims of the affair aren't necessarily also victims of the marriage. So the person who is being cheated on, yes, is going to might feel a lot of betrayal and hurt and all of that that has to heal. But the person who's who has stepped outside the marriage, it may be because their partner has ignored them or neglected them or ignored their longings, their need for connection. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are too occupied with the kids. Maybe they have moved the primary relationship to the bottom of the list. And it's like in Imago Mm -hmm. therapy, one of the things that Harville Hendricks and and his wife talk about in um, Getting the Love You Want is the exercise of greeting your partner at the door and just holding that person before you greet the children, before you greet the animals, that that primary relationship has got Mm. to be solid and first. That doesn't mean that you don't love your kids and they're not a priority or your pets. (laughs) Kick them to the curb. Get off, Johnny! (laughs) Johnny, get off my leg! But also your children (laughs) then learn that that's also, that's part of it, you know, that that relationship is strong. This could be useful. We talk about Gottman and the Sound House, right? And there are definitely some things to pay attention to. Like you said, the greetings, praising each other, kind of going back to old school kind of, of, of hellos and goodbyes. It's so important to just acknowledge and, and uh, spend time, affection, attention. I mean, there are things that you can do to bring that relationship to better communication. It's definitely stimulus response. If you just look at all behavior, if... If a lot of times when we do couples therapy, it's just like poor timing. Someone for 20 years begged you to not ignore them. And now they're exhausted. And now all of a sudden, now you're ready to start working on the marriage. And that person's already checked out. They're done. They waited 20 years. And that's the thing that is heartbreaking to Mm -hmm. see. Um, Sometimes that can be worked out. uh, But a lot of times people need to go their own way just because of timing. 
Like that was, <laughs> it's so profound that I'm just yeah. It's, Do I see a teardrop? Yeah, girl? it's sad. I just think that I I I'm, I really love the Imago um, therapy. I think it's important to that you that you do feel. Um, and Gottman too. I think that Hendrix and Gottman are my two. I mean, I, I highly encourage you guys getting the love that you want and why it's the best the, book. Yeah. Why marriage succeed or fail. It is the best book ever. Even if you are contemplating getting married I, or being dating, in a relationship or dating, dating, I highly encourage you Teenage to read girls. this book because it really teaches you that when you get triggered, just do a little check in with your partner to make sure that, you know, don't have these invisible contract that person should just know right through the years these are your assumptions assumptions and that goes back to the cbt idea of mind reading yeah and the sense of like crystal ball reading or mind reading and and also too that it's so important to repair 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 i think it's either hendrix or gottman talks about the repairing and that's why the relationships don't work is that like you said there's been 20 years of so many open wounds there's just no way to you know it's just gone too far and so what does repair look like candace because yeah. repairing can also be putting three kids in 20 years into separation and divorce right. and come out best friends of course because that's what needs to happen yeah. Uh, and I've been seeing that more and more yeah. where couples that separate or get divorced are really becoming nice friends uh, in service of the children a yes. lot of times. Yeah. But I'm I'm so taken back when I see couples that really co-parent in a loving way yeah. that they just are friends. Yeah. However, just for shits and giggles and to mm-hmm. present another side of that, as children are witnessing that, uh, and as divorce has become more prevalent in the 70s and 80s and uh, up until now, younger people having been the children of divorce, they can be more cynical and they now people are getting married later. And now uh, I know we've talked about Eric Erickson's stages of development and because people are living longer, it doesn't feel like we need to get married when we're 20. Yeah, you know, remember that workshop you and I went to a while back, the couples workshop? It uh, was at Harville Hendrick, someone who said their vision is that we start couples therapy in high school, that we teach really specific communication skills out the gate at high school so that when people are ready to launch, have relationships, separation, individuation, uh, and come together in a healthy way, that they won't get where they have that resentment and that explosive mm-hmm. sadness. Yeah. And so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of want to go, I want to go back a little bit too in the sense of like talking about repair can look so many different. Well, I, I started to go back. No, but I no, think I think it's important. important. Bring, it's important to bring up because you, you brought up a very um, interesting thing that repair doesn't have to, we have to hash it out and talk about it all the time, right? Especially with affairs. And I think, um, what is it? Uh, the what is it? The Orange County Housewives. Is it called Desperate Housewives of or Orange County? The Real Housewives. <laughs> Sorry, got the shows mixed up. But there is a the couple that you know he came out to that he had an affair. Her name is Shannon. I've got the husband. Allegedly, yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah. No, but I think he did because he ta- they talk about it. Oh, they, they went okay. to couples counseling on the show, oh, that, and, but not the Ashley Madison. 
Oh, yeah, you're not saying that's a New York one. That's that's the New York. Yeah, you're not saying that. Yes, FYI, com, which is my favorite like social media. Like it's called Mail Online, M A I L, like Mail Online.com. I love Radar and TMZ. I hate to say, but I'm I'm totally fascinated. A friend of mine hooked me onto it. The Daily Mail. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But they so the allegedly the one of the New York housewives' husbands. Yes. Credit card account is linked to Ashley Madison. Yep. So, again, I get it's social media. I'm not saying for sure he did it. But the reason we're talking about repair is because, I, and I encourage you to watch the show because they are doing couples counseling. It's Shannon and her husband. Mm-hmm. And they are. And this, that's in the Orange County, yes, or, right? Yes, not the Orange, New York. Yeah, that's okay. it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. Repair can be so many different ways, and it, this happens a lot with infidelities, a sense of, like, it can look all different colors. You don't have to, like, rehash it and talk about it all the time. It can be, like you said, coming home and just holding that person. It could just be gratitude. Like, and we do, I believe in gratitude journals. Having You have a journal on your side of the bed, and you have a journal. And it, I swear by it that no matter how awful your day is, if you wake up in the morning, you can look at your journal, your, that your lover, your partner, your husband, your wife, put something nice about you. Do you get what I'm saying? That That's repairing, I right? know, but you know that girl, uh, the woman on Real Housewives? She is pissed. Oh, yeah. Shannon, she is so yeah. fucking angry. She this is, guy is going to get killed. But that's also the kind of personality who's going to be on reality television, someone right. who's that pissed, because that makes good TV. Of course, yeah. But also, I, I'm thankful for people like that who are so No, good outward. for you. You be yeah. out there and you give him hell. I, it is I, not right. okay. I feel for <laughs> Yeah, expressing things that a lot no. of people yeah. might feel oh in ways gosh, that Oh my gosh, we're all watching going, wouldn't. you know, don't, but I do feel like he, he seems, I mean, we're not getting Infricious. all in their business. He just seems empathetic. He does feel like he, he loves does, his family, he loves his kids. Like he's trying. I mean, he's, he's, he's he likes his liquor. We've got to watch that a little bit. But, well, and this yeah. is another thing about the Ashley Madison thing I just want to point out. You know, somebody who goes on to Ashley Madison to have an affair, that doesn't necessarily mean that they want to end the marriage, right. too, right? Thank you. Right. You know, if, if they're meeting, I think it's more dangerous if they're meeting people in bars or at work, somebody or local. Bringing or bringing them to their home. I've had that situation where they bring these people to their home oh. when children are downstairs. Oh, That's wrong. not okay. That's not okay, people. Yeah, and you don't, and like you said, it's online. We don't know for sure if this is a real person, Right? It's a fantasy. Oh, my God. And, you know, well, there's all those, you know, I'm sure there's all those movies. I can't think what the names are. You know, movies about it, they've, how they, they become people who psychos. are exploiting. Yes. Right. People yeah. who are, like, yeah. some of them are yeah. very, some of them may be. I don't want to say are because I do not know for sure. But uh, it is highly likely that there are women who are on Ashley Madison who may be educated, who may be... It's, it's kind of a safer way to be a high-paid escort who may be gold diggers, who may be mm. looking for someone. Because the men on that site, a lot of them are very successful, and they have to pay not only a monthly membership, but they would have to pay to message the women. Women don't have to pay to message men. Ah. So, yeah. you know, you if you're looking for uh, that, you could find it. Or if you're just looking for some, someone to be discreet... You know, because you don't want to blow up your marriage, but maybe yeah. it's just not happening with you and your person at that time. And so. they said that there's a lot of Saudi Arabians that are on that site oh, as well. Interesting. And they said that in their 
country that they that would be considered they could get the death penalty. You know, not the men, the women. Right. Well, that's and that's the other thing to remember about the statistics about cheating. I mean, there's still this double standard where men. It's like kind of oh well, it's natural for men, but not for women. And in there's nine countries in which women, it is still legal for women to be killed, murdered for adultery. So that's that's very real, mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy when you're an American in 2015 and you think, oh my God, you know how is that possible? But there are places in the world where. Women can be killed for that. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, statistically, how they broke down where the energy came from all around the world. One of them was, what was it, Ottawa or something? Uh, a, oh, what? Some of the... Where uh, some of the accounts came from. Oh, well, Canada's yeah. Well, the, the, the dump, they dumped, uh, they started with the UK, then Australia, then Canada. And Canada's where the company that owns Ashley Madison is based. And they That's actually right. have 500,000 Canadian, so it's like, you know, a little under 400,000 US dollars, uh, bounty out for any information on who did this hacking. Uh, but there have been suicides that they believe are related. And there are lawsuits now in Canada about people who had accounts and either closed them or thought they closed them, but their data's out there, or who signed up uh, and were single, but their, their information is out there, and it might be causing them problems in other areas of their life. And I think for the people who did commit suicide, that is so sad. But let's also say that that is possibly pre-existing issues that were triggered by right. an episode. So mm-hmm. that's not to say that if you get busted cheating, you're going to commit suicide, or your lover right. will commit suicide, or your boyfriend or whatever, or girlfriend. But again... It's concerning. And we have to consider the role that technology is playing and that, Mm -hmm. like we've talked about, you're never safe. You can never, I mean, we have people who come in, my clients, and and I believe both of you have the same thing, who have to sign a release that says, look, I will make every reasonable attempt to keep your records and your information, our correspondence safe. I'll do what I can, but I cannot guarantee it. There's just, I am not myself that technologically savvy and have my own internal server and firewall, you know, it, I, I am not, nobody's that big of an organization. Mm. If Ashley Madison can't stop from being yeah. hacked, oh how are little private practice yeah. people, you know, and not mm-hmm. that we're being targeted, but <laughs> the idea that, hey, look, you put stuff out there via digital media and you're taking a risk. I send a text and I'm taking a risk. So what do you all think of when women look at husband's uh, Facebooks or emails or telephones. What do you think about all the the uh, snooping or you know his phones around and I cracked into it. What do you what do you think about all that? We come up with that so often. Uh, meaning that we're we're so we're so worried they're going to cheat that we're going to like check out their or, stuff. I'm curious, yeah. just curious yeah. about my mate. Or uh, he left the computer on. I mean, uh, you know, I think that um, I think that. You know, there's a certain point of if you have a feeling about something, you know, sometimes they say women's intuition, right, is and there's that. But then I think it is important sometimes then just have it open discussion. So sneaking around going, you know, I'm just I mean, I just want to be honest and say, you know, I had an urge and I'm just one to I mean, that's my encouragement. I feel I'm always about open communication. Right. And I feel like 
Like, I think that there's some, for some people, I feel like there is, um, it opens Pandora's box. But the, once they start, yeah. they become obsessive. They cracky can't, behavior. They oh cannot. I was going to say, like, Wendy they, calls cracky behavior. Cracky behavior. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. It is. But it's true. They can't look, stop. You it will becomes find an addiction. Something. Yeah, you're going to find something. It becomes like an addiction. Yeah. Or you see one questionable yeah. thing or one thing yeah. that's ambiguous that you don't know what it means. And then yeah. you just start looking for confirmation. I, and so I, I, what, and so I'm always encouraging what's the underpinning of that what's the function of the behavior right like what is it in yourself and and what is your belief what is your belief and what's the facts and what's not the facts and and have you had this discussion with your partner and I would encourage you to and I'm not saying you have to say every I don't think we have to tell partners everything that we're working through but I think if it's become an issue then there's 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 something up with a relationship that you're not trusting and or on and the other on. side if someone is doing everything in their power to hide their stuff Go right. to the bathroom, change their passwords, uh, forget their phone at work or in the car. Red flag. You know, all of those are red flag too, and that's interesting. Yeah. What you do with it, uh, you know, I mean. Uh, well, and then you have there's also make meaning or not, okay. and then there's the other side too, where you do everything like, but the, your your partner's paranoid, right? They are just truly like obsessed. They think you've deleted the, things, yeah, or the, like you're things. cheating on them. But then you have to ask, why is that? Is it because of their past, or is it because of your past, or you know, have you done something to right. like look at yourself too? Have you right. have you invited uh, that? Like, I'll deal with some clients yeah. uh, and I can really relate to this because I've been in this position a similar one but where they are getting accused of doing things that they're not so then I want to explore like all right well why you know why might that be why might that partner be suspicious and it, is there anything that you might not be sharing or that mm-hmm. you might not want them to know and if not then why are you not saying here Here's my password. Too. Yeah. Why, just the yeah. more open you are. Right. And I know we t- you mentioned it earlier, again, when, uh, Wendy, as well. But I, I, I refer to it as diffusing the bomb, right? It's like giving them, like, look, this is really not a threat. Like, <laughs> look at this email. I'm going to have that person over for dinner so you can see why I would never have sex with that person. Or, But that's when the passive-aggressive play comes to, if you know you're hurting somebody's feelings. But maybe, yeah. but, or maybe you like it. Because maybe you like the attention yeah, totally. of, of your partner being suspicious because maybe that shows that you, maybe love. you believe, yeah, yeah, maybe you believe that that's love, that that's somehow affection or it's proof that they actually are into you because they're afraid they might lose you. And teenagers play that game all the time, mm-hmm. you know, teenagers, young adults, the guessing game. I mean, dating, you know, people who are in the dating world. How quiet should I be? Should I call her back or text her the, the next games people play? Wait three days. I mean, In that's the middle of the night. <laughs> Moving on. Esther Perel also says something which I think taps into what we're talking about, that it's never been easier to cheat, but it's also never been harder to keep a secret play with technology and just be aware that you could get burned and have faith just have faith if you're with the person you love and it keeps coming up for you over and over again that you're obsessing that something doesn't feel right i mean candace Mm -hmm. said it trust your gut feeling if something ain't right girl it ain't right (laughs) it's not does he have to spell it out It's over. And, 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 
it, 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 every single time, if something feels off, then, you know, it, and can you get to it a different way than let me look at your phone and your email and let me, me become that FBI person, you know? You don't need to go CIA, FBI. Mm. Talk to them, but if something doesn't feel right and there's no reassurance, there's no, let me put you out of misery, let me validate your craziness or your concerns. Or if there is and it still doesn't feel right, then maybe it's also about you. Maybe it's something that you have to, I'm not saying that it's, it can be both, right? It can be sure. both that that nagging feeling that you need to honor that maybe your you partner is crazy. doing something. Mm. But <laughs> and that's the clinical term that we're going to use. But but it could be that you are scarred from watching your parents or from your past relationships right. or because you've never been that close to someone before and it mm. means more totally. to you in some way. Triggering abandonment, rejection, neglect. Mm. Shall right. I say more? Right. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, cyberspace is all you know. The technology is uh, definitely amplified. It's it's it is. It's bittersweet. So, what about a dream journal exercise? Doctor Wendy's dream journal. Do we have a dream journal exercise, Doctor Wendy? I know we've talked a little bit. You look like you had an idea. Well, I, 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 how I work, use the dream journals and especially kind of putting it into the topic of Ashley Madison and infidelity and trust and abandonment is I have the couples, you know, do a, where would you like this relationship to go? You know, and it'll be interesting to see how they align or how they're very off, right? And what their needs and their wants are. And, and the other partner had no idea. So I do think that couples dreams journals are incredibly important and so easy. I mean, you know, there's a pen and a piece of paper, but it's important that you um, really uh, value your time in doing this because somebody, oh, I don't have time to not. I'm like, well, then if you ain't gonna put time in, you can't even put time into doing a dream journal, then you gotta put time into the relationship. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people put all this effort and time into their work and working out and looking good and purchasing things, but I'm like, you don't wanna put any effort into. This, working on this relationship. So, and, yeah. and people say, oh, I don't have time. And, you know, you have to make that time. You do. You really mm-hmm. have to fight like hell sometimes to take a deep breath and just find the time. If you don't have time, you got to slow down. And you're doing way too much if you don't have time to even listen to our podcast, this fabulous <laughs> podcast. You can multitask all you want on the treadmill while listening well, to us. And I also, because, you know, when we give homework and homework is like little extra, homework is usually making a date night, right? Where you, you know, and I'm bringing this into, these are sort of interventions that we do, right? These are coping skills for couples that are having trust issues, abandonment issues. How do, I don't know how to reconnect with this person, right? They all come, I don't know who this person is anymore, right? They're a stranger to me. How could they have done this? And so your homework is dream journal. Where do you want this relationship to go? And the dream journal is not, but I want this other person to be this way, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I want to feel loved. I want to feel validated. I, I want to give this to the other person, right? I want to feel connect. You what put in the can con- I do? Yeah. Or to, because yes. you, there's no it's guarantee. I mean, you can yeah. ask. One of the things you might say that, what can I do? I can yeah. ask my partner for these things. Right. However, if that's all you are putting down in terms of, well, this relationship would be better if my partner did this, yeah. if my partner was this way, if my yeah. partner stopped doing that. If you take the focus off of your partner and focus right. on what I can do to make or the, the relationship. relationship too. Sometimes, do you get what I'm saying? You put the you focus on the relationship and not the person. It doesn't come criticizing or blaming to the person. 
And I always think of it kind of like a law table right in front of me. And I say, what do you bring to the table? Mm -hmm. You know, if you want more affection, are you being affectionate? Are you bringing to the table the effect that you want from your loved one? And are you asking for that affection? And are you acknowledging that how your partner expresses affection towards you might be different than you're expecting? Right. Because if I want you to lay a juicy one on my lips, (laughs) but you're not that type of a person, and you are more a peck on the cheek and a smack on the ass, (laughs) then that's your style. And you, you know, you come to some negotiation, oh, that's your affection? That's what that looks like? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking, okay, you know what? So when I hug you, do you like that or you don't like it? I mean, you get into deeper talks about what that even looks like. But are you bringing to the table the change that you want to occur in your loving relationship? One of the things that I often will tell clients to do for homework is a photo album. And I think it's really important to extract photos from any stage of their relationship about their strongest moments. Mm -hmm. So they really hold in this light, this beautiful, you know, nice uh, album on a coffee table that it's just a concrete, tangible item that they can hold in the here and now and breeze through when they're feeling insecure, worried, anxious. I mean, now everything is cyberspace, but what about just old school photo albums? Sure. And also another thing that you might want to do is create a list of, although this is going to sound, may sound like it's contradicting what I just said a moment ago, but make a list of things that you believe if your partner did could make you feel more secure if you're going to share those things, like saying, it would make me feel more comfortable. I mean, there's no guarantee you're going to get it. But to write those things down and say, I would feel more secure if I, if my husband contacted me every day at 6 p.m. Or mm-hmm. if, if I knew his schedule in advance. Or if he, whatever it is, uh, if he did the dishes at night. Whatever the little things are that you might need to feel loved to kind of note those so that you have a list of those that you can share with your partner and ask. And maybe they might say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Mm. And this might be really hard, but this other thing is totally easy and I can do that. No problem. I love the Hendrix, you know, when they got on stage and they were sharing in this wonderful seminar that they were stuck in a bad place in their relationship, even though they are relationship experts that, you know, it happens to everyone and they were married 50 some odd years and uh, they were just so angry and built up a lot of resentment that they drew happy faces or sad faces on a piece of paper or something. And every day they would just match the faces (laughs) because they just didn't have the words to talk about how frustrated and angry they are. But their goal was the happy faces that each of them would, uh, Mm. you know, uh, try really hard. And then it opened up a discussion about what made those happy faces. So you don't focus on the sad or angry faces, but you know, it's, silly if you think about it but then so simple because again what a beautiful way to connect it just you know that that it's so simple oh yeah the Uh, simplest i like um i i always encourage 
my couples that I work with too is that um, whatever the grievance is, right, especially if it's contentious grievance, to write it on a piece of paper, right, and put into a worry bottle, right? We have worry boxes, worry bottles, whatever it is, and then as a couple take a break. Sometimes we talk about breaks from each other, but I do like a couple break where you actually do like, okay, let's go and have a date night, right? And I'm really conscious about date night, especially if people are busy. It does not have to be expensive dinner, right? I'm talking walk around the block, taking a bicycle trip. This is called diversion techniques. You're getting some yogurt together, whatever it is, and you're not talking about the grievance, right? It's taking it off the table. Just taking off the, giving it, giving that grievance a little rest. You're not right? even doing case management yeah. <laughs> of the home who yeah. fed the dog oh, and God, who took no. out the trash. No bills, no talking, no trying to hash issues out. You, if you, if you don't have anything nice to Talk say, don't, nature. don't say anything at all. Just Talk grab about. your partner's hand. Yes. That's the whole thing connect. about holding, connect. Well, yes. I yeah. also say this Beautiful. to Bravo. both individuals Bravo. and and couples, uh, and it comes from something a professor told me. That a professor once taught at, when I was in grad school, there are four keys to a successful relationship. One, spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Two, openness and honesty. Three, and this is what reminded me of that, is have a set time either every week or every month, depending, obviously it's going to be different, to discuss difficult issues, whether it's mm-hmm. finances or a personal grievance, but have it set aside where that's going to be the containment of it. And outside of that, you don't have to talk about it. You right. you shouldn't talk about it that's all right, the time, right. unless it's something that needs immediate attention. Right. You can save it to our Friday night dinner mm. conversation where we're looking at mm. our bills for the week Shabbat and all of that. Shalom. Right? <laughs> the Right, so that you know yeah. that it's there and it's going to be addressed, but you, it doesn't have to be preoccupying you. When are we going to talk about this? Or yeah. I got to, you know, you know when it's going to happen. This is a great intervention that you know. It's interesting how I tie in people that have um, issues with insomnia and also couples because with a lot of the insomnia um, CBT protocol is definitely people start to at night, right? They're just they're ruminating. Wheels, they're ruminating. Wheels are turning. I'm like, no, 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 no. You are going to find a lot of time during the day for you to do all your rumination, and then you're going to put in your little imaginary worry box, right? You can do a visual worry box, and you're going to close it, that closet. And, and put it away. Go, and you're going to go and do your little, you know, sleep hygiene and all. You get what I'm saying? So that's very much part of, I believe that, as far as with couples, that you have those scheduled times to talk about the icky things, right? That yeah. nobody likes to talk nobody about. Nobody wants but, to talk about them, but if you avoid them, then they, they snowball. Right. And if you talk about them all the time and... And you know and what I'm then, saying? Then it's it becomes either nagging yeah. or burden yes. or, you know, yeah. people don't want to come home because they yeah. know that the minute they walk in that they're going to be faced with everything yeah. wrong that's going on mm-hmm. as opposed to, I just want to talk about how was your day and I love you mm-hmm. and I missed you and what's on TV and how are the kids doing them? You know, the happier things. And just to finish up the fourth thing, just in case you're wondering, because I did say there were four things. The fourth key that I was told is never make any important decisions without the full, not just the full, but the full and enthusiastic support of your partner. So whether you are changing mm-hmm. jobs or um, moving mm-hmm. or um, whatever whatever it is. Or if it's m- hamburger or turkey. <laughs> Be excited. Yeah, but your partner needs to be involved yes. in that conversation 
you know, if your sister, if people coming to visit, you know, if you've got family coming to visit, mm-hmm. that could be like a big thing. It's involve, huge. involve well, your partner. Don't just tell them, look, my sister's coming to visit. Ask them. Yeah. You Isn't know? that interesting? We tell parents, tell your kids, but then in communication yeah. with, with couples, you ask, you include, you invite. But that's because your partner is your peer and your partner and not your child and your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's harder, but this is another show for another time. (laughs) Um, But, you know, about uh, later on in life when you get married, it's a little bit more trickier because you have your full self and you've been independent, especially for a woman, and then you get married. It's a little bit trickier to go, oh, wait a minute, it's us, you know? Um, And that's a wonderful thing that you said to include them, that it's a we, that it's an us um, that you're not just two. That it's ours. Ours. Yeah, it's our marriage. It's not just my it's marriage. It's our love boat. The love boat soon will be making another run. What do they do? Another run. <laughs> <laughs> To wrap up, we, um, we've we mentioned a few things. I talked about Esther Perel. We've got some TED Talks. There's Mating in Captivity. There's another really good book called The Monogamy Myth by Peggy Vaughn. Um, I think we recommended not to go snooping. Uh, you know, be careful what you wish for, but also honor that nagging feeling. What other tips and resources, my friends? So on one hand, I say forget the audience when it comes to people judgment, you know, judge, judging and that you need approval for certain things. But at the same time, this is mixed messages, but I'm going to say it anyway, include the audience when it comes to people that are saying consistent statements that you might not want to hear from your girlfriends or your friends or your parents or your, you know, coworkers. If there's consistent red flag statements that people are saying, you might just want to pay attention. Just as I always say in my new book, stay open for love and have a lot of trust and faith. But, um, you know, pay attention and, you know, it's it's not a cookie cutter, perfect world. So people get hurt. I think Marianne Williamson said it best. I really grew up when I learned people die and men leave. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> right. Um, How's that for a pick me up? <laughs> it's an opportunity, right? The Chinese symbol for crisis is also the Chinese symbol for opportunity. This is an opportunity. You you can either stay in the marriage and th- make it thrive. See, finding out about an infidelity or a betrayal or an indiscretion can really start conversations and open you up to knowing your partner better or accepting them too, because maybe you think that their proclivity for role playing is, you know, was just something they, they said and because you're not into it wasn't, but maybe you're like, okay, maybe now I really got to take this seriously that that's something that they're really into because they were looking for it, you know, try to stay open and and be attuned. We're talking about, yeah, attunement. And don't be ashamed for trying to work it out. There used to be in a there used to be a lot of shame for leaving a relationship. Nowadays, there's a lot of shame for staying in relationships. Mm-hmm. 
Kathy Lee Gifford was a, you know, is a great example of that too as well. I actually really commend her for, you know. Hillary think, Clinton. Yeah, I think a lot of people are so like, oh, what's wrong with them? And I'm like, you know what, give, give don't uh, judge. you don't judge, you don't know. You don't know what it's like and, how, you know, you, you've been together with a person for many years. You have children together, a home, like it can be incredibly scary. You know, I, I, I just don't, I think it's really incredibly um, hurtful that people are so quick to judge. They're like, what's wrong with them? Why are they staying? And I'm like, wow, wow, people. So I really commend Kathleen Gifford that she stayed in the marriage and Hillary Clinton. And, you know, it's, uh, there's always, you know, like two sides to a coin. Moving on. Uh, another tip and resource, get, go to counseling or, or a group for support. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's kind of funny to suggest this, but maybe online support because uh, we've been talking about technology. And also, you know, teletherapy is a big thing that we do. And a lot of people can stay, you know, private, confidential in their anonymity. And that's why chat rooms are good for that kind of stuff. If you don't feel like you can directly come into somebody's office, you know, Skype, FaceTime, or even a telephone conversation. I mean, there's support everywhere. And I know we are very playful because this is more for entertainment purposes that's sprinkled in. But, you know, our intention really is to get the information out there and that always to create hope Um, hope for the kind of relationship that you want or if you're in a relationship that you want to change um, it's possible I I just believe that all of that Mm -hmm. is possible so um, again you know feel free to contact us even for referrals if you need to really just relax exactly and come see us Right. And what's important to us is to normalize these experiences of being betrayed or or straying as well. You know, there's also you're not alone on either side. Mm. You know, the numbers are out there now and are showing it. And another way to heal on either end is to really try to get back in touch with what is it that's really important to you. Surround yourself with positive support of people who remind you what's important to you in your life. And and I always tell couples to try to minimize the toxic couples that you're hanging out with Mm -hmm. because... Yeah, you need role models. Get some really strong, you know, role models. People who have gone through you know, hell and back and still holding on with each other, affection, attention, positive. They, they have wonderful interests. Don't um, make your partner's fidelity the entire, like, the hinging mm-hmm. factor of no. the success or failure of your mm-hmm. relationship you or define yourself yeah, deal or with the it relationship then, by that. And then be done, you know, move it on in the past so you can move forward. And if you have been the person who strayed, really be that person for your partner to kind of hold the boundaries in that relationship and, and honor it as if, if you are going to stay in it and saying, what can I do to help rebuild trust? I understand it's going to take time. So I, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to, you're going to know where I am. I'm going to not go away with on business trips without you. I'm going to be home every night by a certain time, whatever it is, and be vigilant about that. If you really want to win back your partner's trust, you you have to do something. You can't just say, well, you've got to get over it, yeah. or you're going to just have to accept yeah. it's over. What's it's over. What else plan? do you want me to do? Yeah, what's the game plan? Mm-hmm. Right. And like Candace was talking about, to step out of the black and white, because mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of, there's lots of betrayals in, in relationships. And, and people so. can survive. 
affairs and infidelity. Absolutely. We've seen it. We've seen it in our work, and um, I have, you know, I've know personally people that have survived, you know, infidelity, and it, it can strangely bring you cl- strangely. But we understand why. But it can be the catalyst to make the relationship stronger. Absolutely, it takes it to a whole other level. So yeah. All right. Thank you all for joining us today. And Candace, have a wonderful trip. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we will see you soon. We'll yes. miss you. And you we'd guys love will be to, missed as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, audience members. You can always leave us a review on iTunes. Please be kind. Uh, you can always contact us via our website, doctorwendyoconnor.com. Uh, you can also email us. Twitter is at AskDrWendy. And phone number? 310-712-1230. Adios. Ah. <laughs> Ciao. Have a wonderful week, everybody. See you Aww. soon. I, I can do a Shakespeare thing All if right. you want to. Go sure. for it. Let me not to the marriage of true minds have been impediments. Love is not love which alters when an alteration finds or bends remover to remove. Oh, no, it is an ever-fixed mark that looks upon tempest and is never shaken. Um... Something along those lines. That is one of my favorite sonnets. So thank you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's a marriage sonnet. You guys have never heard it before. Oh, no, I know. I I actually have it on a bracelet. Yeah. It's something not to marriage of true minds and impediments. Love is not love which alters when an alteration finds. In other words... Love like does not alter when alteration finds. So, so because I love you, Wendy. Yes. And because I just discovered that you're imperfect, I'm. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop loving you. Real love means that I am going to alter when alteration finds. I am going to adjust my love, and maybe it's even going to be deeper because Mm. I now know your imperfections. And that's one of the things that I value about both of you is that you consistently Mm. show me not just the best of yourselves, but, you know, the things that are hard for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon in us. The things that are harder for you. Embrace it. Yeah, and that makes me feel closer. It also makes me feel like it's okay for me Mm. to be imperfect. Of course. As I often say, Mm. the perfectly imperfect with both of you and I hope that people know that in their friendships and their Mm -hmm. relationships and as always whatever you're doing make it count and be as authentically yourselves as you can possibly stand oh that's great beautiful busting out with some Shakespeare no I didn't you've been listening to the relationship show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.V. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijbwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only. Love is not love which alters an alteration finds, or bends remove or to remove. Oh no, it is it is an ever fixed mark that looks upon tempest and is never shaken. It is a star to every wandering bark, although his height be taken. Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle compass come. Love alters not with its brief hours and weeks, but it bears it out even to the edge of doom. And if this be Aaron upon me proved, I never love nor man ever writ. Thank you. Man, I remember that. I still don't get it. That's it.